Hi and welcome to Woodside Weekly, bite-sized, digestible, authentic English, straight to your inbox. Feeding the diet culture. There's no denying that we're living in a society that is becoming more and more obsessed with our physical appearance. The pressure to be in great shape, look good and stay young forever is very, very present. With summer just around the corner, the vast majority of people want to be in the best shape possible. Healthy eating and exercising starts to become more important in order to shed those winter kilos. It's time to break those old winter habits, watch what you eat a little more and cut down on what is deemed unhealthy in order to slim down. One thing is to try to slim down and the other is to become obsessed or go to extremes. We only have to open Instagram or TikTok to find thousands of posts about good foods and bad foods, diets, supplements and workouts. Social media is feeding the diet culture. I'm sure you've all seen those fad diets on social media where people are openly promoting that they lost five kilos in five days just by eating bananas or by trying the pineapple diet, the cabbage soup diet, or the smoothie diet, or whatever nonsense. Can you imagine anything worse than depriving yourself of all other foods than a banana, for example, for five days or more? I mean, I like bananas, but that's not the point. This is certainly not healthy. Anything that restricts your diet in such an extreme way must lead to people pigging out in the end and piling all the weight back on. It can't be good for them mentally or physically. The problem is that on social media, these people promoting these fad diets are not even nutritionists or dietitians, and they're giving, quite frankly, very dangerous advice. The reality is that many of these influencers are being paid to spread this false news, to push certain workout programs, diets or vitamin supplements. People can't differentiate between sound advice and totally false or fake information easily. They just want to lose weight and look good any way they can, and they will go to any lengths. My advice is to steer clear of all social media hype. We all know what a healthy diet includes. We don't need any Insta miracles. We just need to remember to eat a healthy, balanced diet, burn off more calories than we consume, and to eat your breakfast, share your lunch with a friend, and give dinner to your enemy. So in the text, there are quite a few expressions and words that I think are really quite interesting. So I'm going to run through them and their meanings. So in the text, we use the expression to be in great shape. That means to be fit, to be in very good physical condition. To shed, that means to lose or to get rid of. So for example, you can shed your winter kilos, as we said in the text, or a snake sheds its skin every few months. To break a habit or to break habits, that's to stop doing something you repeatedly do. So imagine... Jane has a cup of tea and a biscuit every afternoon at three o'clock. She decided to break that habit. It wasn't good for her. To watch what you eat means that you are mindful or very careful about what you are eating. 
So you need to start watching what you eat if you decide to lose weight. To cut down on something means to reduce. So we have decided to cut down on sugar. To be deemed, this is to be considered. So hamburgers are deemed unhealthy if they are bought from fast food establishments. Nonsense. This means rubbish, as in what someone is saying is absolute nonsense. It's rubbish. It doesn't make sense. It has no backup. Fad diets. These are diets that are very popular for a very short time, perhaps give you uh, results in those few days that you do the diet, but then as soon as you stop it, you pile all the weight back on. Depriving, to deprive. That's to not allow someone something. She was deprived of food when she was younger. She wasn't allowed to eat sweets, bread or chocolate. To pig out, this is a slang expression. And it normally happens after you have been deprived of something. So if you follow a diet and you're not allowed to eat carbohydrates, for example, then you suddenly decide that you really, really, really want carbohydrates and you go and you eat them all at once. Uh, So you pig out. So it means to eat something in excess. Frankly means honestly. To push. Now, everybody knows that uh, the original meaning of push, but we can also say to push something, and that means to promote aggressively. So the salesperson pushed the product to, on me. I really didn't want it. To spread. To spread information or rumours is to tell a lot of people about something. So this fad diet spread like wildfire. Everybody was doing it in preparation for the summer. Sound advice. We talk about sound advice when we know that it's good advice and it's, there's a basis for it. Good advice, sound advice. To steer clear of something. It means to avoid. So if you want to lose weight, you need to steer clear of alcohol. You need to steer clear of drinking alcohol. Common mistakes. Many people use the word aspect to refer to physical appearance, and it's incorrect. In English, aspect actually means one part of a situation, a problem, or a subject. So, one aspect of her job is dealing with angry clients. One aspect of the university course was dealing with linguistics. Appearance. Please note the uh, pronunciation. It's appearance, not appearance. Appearance. Appearance is the way that someone or something looks. Another mistake that I find people make is between the words habits and customs. Habits are, are things that we do very frequently and can be difficult to give up. So when we talk about the foods that we eat and what we do when we eat, we talk about our eating habits. So as an example, we can say, if she wants to lose weight, she needs to change her eating habits. Customs are inherent to a culture. When we talk about customs, we're talking about a usual way of doing things in a particular place or country. So, for example, siesta is a well-known Spanish custom.
so now we're going to go to Grammar Hospital. And in Grammar Hospital today, we're going to talk about uh, deductions or logical conclusions. So in the text, I used a couple of deductions. Um, so I'm going to give you a couple of examples now, other examples. He must be fit and healthy. His diet is so healthy and he goes to the gym three times a week. So the must in that sentence, he must be fit and healthy, is my deduction or my logical conclusion. So we use must when it's a positive logical conclusion or deduction. He must be fit and healthy. His diet is so healthy and he goes to the gym three times a week. However, when a deduction is negative, we do not use mustn't. The verb that we use is can't. For example, that cabbage soup fad diet can't be good for you. Restricting foods is a bad idea. So there we've got can't. Can't be good for you. That's my logical conclusion or my deduction. So now I'd like you to go back and listen again to the first part of the audio and see if you can find the two sentences where I use a deduction. And that's all for this week. Thanks very much for listening to Woodside Weekly. I'll be back again next week with more. If you did enjoy the podcast, then please remember to like and share. Thanks for listening.